This is JD. Hello, JD. This is Patty Popcorn, and you are listening to Old Dirty Benches. And that's benches because we're classy and we don't say bad words. <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> so, this podcast is uh, essentially where we're going to be talking about white collar crime. And then um, we will also be having like a movie corner. Uh, in and general, dog barking yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Because she's mad that she can't come up here. Um, our podcast is uh, dedicated to humorous discussions reca- regarding crimes of the powerful. Uh, white collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions where they have the opportunity uh, to commit these kind of crimes. Those crimes can include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We'll discuss real cases, um, any related articles, maybe other podcasts, uh, documentaries, movies that we've watched related to the crime. Hey, all you dirty benches. This is JD. Before we kick off the next episode, we just wanted to warn everyone that this is not our best amateur work. We were trying to use a telephone conferencing application and the result is that we fade in and out in some parts. Ultimately, Patty and I made the decision to still release the original episode as is, because part of our format is that we don't talk about the movie until we're recording. Since this episode was a little rough, we are going to release a bonus episode that is sort of like a potpourri of different shows and movies we're currently watching. As always, thanks for listening, all 10 of you. And with that, let's get to the episode. Okay. Uh, okay. Good. Good. Ready. Lady, how are you? I'm good. I'm trying to figure out how to make us a website. So, hey, it's a awesome. challenge. I'm right there. Um, <laughs> I consider myself to be IT challenged, even though I've worked in several fields where it requires some sort of IT knowledge. Right. And then um, I can barely work my computer or my telephone or my cell phone. <laughs> Telephones don't exist anymore. <laughs> that is um, not true. They do. We have one at the condo in Hawaii. See? As there you know. Go. Yes, you're correct. I do. <laughs> um, all right. If you're tuning in, um, this is the podcast Old Dirty Benches, a.k.a. It should Benches. be called Technology Challenge, but Okay. <laughs> 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 you come up with a different name for um every time it's awesome i love it um so this week we are doing a movie review correct um, yes and it's so should on- we just start out by saying there might be spoilers uh always <laughs> In the case of, I mean, I feel pretty good about this one because it's been out for so long that now if it's spoiled, that's really on you, listener. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like probably a lot of people have like HBO or some sort of subscription on their streaming platform at this point. Yeah. Um, for sure. Especially because they're releasing like new movies on there. Yeah. 
yeah, they're basically going straight to um, HBO, a lot of them right now, it seems like. Um, in particular, yeah. this movie uh, released on HBO. So um, I was right. excited. That's when I thought. Um, no, I was going to say, I've just been waiting for this movie for like several months. So okay. So this was your first time seeing it? Um, no, no, no. I mean, like when it first was getting ready to drop on HBO, I so had it like on my freaking calendar and everything. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, totally nerding out because of course it's, uh, it it mentioned serial killer in it. And, right, um, Murderino, Murderino, Murderino. <laughs> um, and of course it has Denzel in it, which I absolutely love. Right, and Jared Leto and Rami Malek. Yep, yep. Good cast. Um, yeah, obviously. I mean, good actors yeah i had a lot of i was like anticipating um and then it kind of looked a little bit like uh a throwback to silence of the lambs maybe seven like that kind of feel to it at least a trailer mm -hmm. yeah yeah yep yeah i so, have to say though out of the gate it was not what i thought it would be uh yeah, I would actually probably agree with that as well. Um, I was expecting, I guess, something a little bit more different. Um, I don't, I guess I was expecting a lot more of the murder scenes. Like we get basically one gruesome murder. I don't know if that's <laughs> only <happen>. one. <laughs> we would rate this one knife stab, <laughs> one body bag bad <laughs> a complete psycho um no i just uh i i mean i was thinking of along the lines of some of those other serial killer type movies mm -hmm. where we have a lot of like climax building you know and there's all these clues and all that other stuff right um, so that's kind of what i was expecting and then it wasn't like that so right it's um, like a whodunit that you never really know Exactly. That's what ends up happening. Um, it's yep. directed by John Lee Hancock. Um, so uh, for this review, I I believe we've both watched it two times now, right? Yeah. Well, I definitely watched it two times. And I even went, so it's so funny that we have all these like uh, coincidences going on with the things we're talking about. But I swear, I watched it and then it was on like 500 times. And so then I watched it again uh, just oh, for the ending part because I was like, okay, wait a second. Oh, okay, so, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. so I only watched like a little bit of, of the ending part again just to be like, is this what I think? Or am I missing it totally? <laughs> you know? Uh so the first it's not, I, it's not it, spelled out for you at all. No, it's not. It's not. Um, the first time it's I watched like it. choose your adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and I choose that he did it. <laughs> uh, when I finished the movie, I had the, wait, what? Right. Because <laughs> you're like, well, so, yeah, it, it was a thinking movie for sure. Yeah, and I think, um, or at least I feel like uh, a lot of people that watch movies or series, um, you know, they want a point A and a point B, um, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing where there's a clear cut answer by the time they mm -hmm. reach 
important. Um, and I'm one of those people that's probably like, I don't really necessarily need that. Yeah, um, for sure. You I know, think- <laughs> <laughs> what you come up with is way better than what they even thought of my, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested um, to hear what your story, like, do you want to tell this, the listeners, all two of them, like what the movie is about or do you want to just go and say like what your theory is? Because I really feel like it's your theory on the facts uh, given. I kind of think that probably is what the director was going for. Right. Um, And I, so let me ask you this. Did you like it or did you dislike it? So the first time I saw it, I was like, meh. I didn't really, I was like, um, I was kind of disappointed because I thought it would be more, like you said, more action, more like the actual story of, of like a serial killer. And that's not (laughs) what it is at all. It's way more psychological. Yes. And to me, I, I liked it better the second time. I would agree with that. And I guess more moreover i liked it the second time because i knew what was going to happen so i knew to pay attention (laughs) it's not a movie you can like scroll on your phone no uh, you kind of have to pay attention um and even then it's like what (laughs) um i had the same opinion the first time too because i think i was already setting my expectations for some like crazy serial killer movie um right and that's you know, kind of how they marketed it. They did. They did 100%. So then at the end, I was kind of like, what? you know, yeah, like asking myself, yeah. okay, wait, I don't know. And then um, when I was talking to other people who had seen it, they were kind of saying the same thing, like, who's the killer? Um, right. And watching it the second time, though, I was like, okay, I I think I have what the director was going for. So I'll give just like a quick down and dirty on the movie. Um, So deputy sheriff of Kern County, which is played um, by Denzel Washington. He appears to be like a fair cop uh, in the beginning, Um, maybe got a bad shake from his previous police department, which turns out to be more or, you know, none other than LA uh, city of angels. Um, And, there was a lot of references in the movie uh, once I started watching it the second time to the angels and then like mm-hmm. kind of Christian Christianity themes to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, there's like a lot of weird behavior that he kind of exhibits throughout the the movie, or at least I felt like he was. Well, and also people exhibit towards him. Yes. And then yeah, you're like, a- what's going on here? What happened? Yep, exactly. Um, so it kind of, you know, you kind of put him in the back of your mind, like what's up with him, um, which they uh, answer towards the end of the movie. Um, and then so Denzel uh, or, you know, detective or sheriff, excuse me, Deke. And then uh, detective uh, Baxter. Um, they're both kind of looking at this eccentric, creepy dude named uh, Albert Sparma, who's played by Jared Leto. So um, good. Yes. I, you so know what? Jared doesn't give get like a good shake in the movie industry. For some reason, a lot of people kind of like 
talk shit about him. And I'm like, I think he's a good actor. I, I do I too. I think he's really underrated. So do I. I also feel the same about him. Um, and I felt like he did this character really well. Um, totally. He's creepy yeah. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the type of person that if you're sitting at a table next to him in the restaurant, you actually want to get up and move. Exactly. Um, he's you know, just creepy like he look, yeah. he has a creepy expression the way he's just fucking creepy yeah he's like super i like i didn't at first i had wrote down in my notes eccentric and then i was like no he's just fucking creepy yeah he so, almost moves like a zombie yeah yeah he's got like this weird sort of uh rock and kind of like yeah. a limp but not and he's not ever in a hurry. No. And that's like not. a zombie coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's World War Z. And then they're real fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I did find out that the director actually wrote the script um, to be ambiguous on purpose. Um, okay. Yeah. So I was kind of like, like the first go around, I didn't dig too deep. And I think uh, the critics and stuff were still kind of reviewing it etc um but i you know now understanding that that's how he meant the film to be uh i kind of think that he was you know he said he was a little bit tired of the face-off between the cops and the serial killer or good and evil that type of thing um he didn't want to copycat that he wanted to leave things a little bit more vague as far as uh who actually did it like you were saying at the beginning, um, mm. which felt or I feel like typically mirrors real life in these situations, right? There's a gray area there. And a lot mm -hmm. of people sometimes be like, oh, no, there's just uh, good and bad or black and white. Um, there's no gray area. But then when you start talking to people like these are the same people that will argue that point and then tell you that uh, last weekend, you know, they started feeling a little antsy and uh, they paid for, uh, you know, a sex worker or some shit like that. So it was OK for them. But, right. you know what I mean? Like, I get to do it because I'm like, OK, there's always a gray area. Um, and I feel like that's what he was going for uh and trying to explain that in this movie, because by all means, at the end, we find out that um, Denzel has murdered somebody, and then uh, Detective Baxter um, also murders somebody. Uh, so, I, you know, like, I think his point was um, sometimes things aren't always what they seem, and mm -hmm. um, oftentimes there's not a lot separating us from the so-called bad guys. I mean, what do right. you think? Yeah, I would agree. And it, uh, what I did enjoy about it was it was sort of like creating a profile of the person. And I really love that psychological stuff. Yeah. Um, and it also didn't paint the police in a very good light. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think uh, on purpose. Um, yeah, and that, that seems to be like a growing trend, I think. Yeah, because uh, like going back to our review that we did on Escape at Danamora, where we 
where you actually talked about um, robots. You know, <laughs> 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 turn into robots. Um, yes. The reason I said that though is because uh, you know these are human beings. We Flawed. all have faults and flaws, right? Yep. Um, uh, it's an imperfect system with a lot of times imperfect people. So for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Emphasis on the imperfect word. (laughs) Hashtag imperfect. Um, (laughs) Perfectly imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, So I thought it was also interesting that like Remy Malik plays the detective who's up and coming kind of a hotshot kid. And mm-hmm. um, at first doesn't really have any time for Denzel, really. Like, yeah, he's blows kind of off. dismissive of him and like, oh, you used to be somebody, like, whatever. But Denzel does have a way of like, kind of like you, like looking beyond what's right in front of him. Yeah. And I think that Remy, like wanted to be more like that but then at the end he was really like him because he accidentally killed someone just like Denzel and then people helped him cover it up just like Denzel yeah uh because there's a lot of players in the movie um like you said like the um the medical examiner his partner which was uh is now like the chief of the department or whatever um helped him to or basically didn't tell anybody that he actually killed somebody one of the victims um right who was running at him unexpectedly i mean it was totally accidental he didn't mean to kill her was so good but that out um i actually so there's two uh perspectives i walked away from the movie one was that i actually thought that maybe Detective Deke did do it. Um, now did, I don't. There's do not what? that maybe he's actually the serial killer, um, Denzel. Uh, oh. Yeah. So I there was like I had that feeling the first go around, and I also had the feelings the second go around. I actually believe that Albert Sparma didn't kill anybody. Um, yeah, I think that too. I I don't think he did it. And he yeah. even said, I never killed anybody. I mean, yeah, but, you know. Before he ends up dying, right? Before Detective Baxter um, fucking hits him over the head with a shovel. <laughs> well, uh, he was kind of asking for it. Let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. saying all that crazy shit, getting him riled up. Yeah, he was. Uh, I was actually sitting next to Jello on the couch. Uh, watching <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> and and um, he was like, oh, damn. That's kind of creepy. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, but he didn't deserve. So why would he take Remy Malik out into that weird remote place? Like, what was the point? Yeah, and this is part of the reason why I started to think that Denzel may have been the serial killer. Um, Because there's there's some flags there during the movie. I mean, he's he's. Obviously, there's something. He's a little bit unstable. Let's just say that. For sure. Well, I don't me, know. I, I took it as him being like obsessed with a case he could never crack. Yeah, and I would 
I would probably go so far as to say, yeah, on the surface, that's probably what it is. But there was also a point when they show the scene where he actually kills the woman, one of the victims. Uh-huh. Uh, for a split second, I actually thought she recognized him. Um, and that could be maybe because she's seen him on the news, you know, like where he was at a press conference before or something. Um, but I thought maybe there was like a slight movement of the face where there was some recognition there and then he shot uh-huh. her. So, you know, my theory was maybe, um, he killed her on purpose because she could have identified him. Oh, okay. Um, See, so that- listeners, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> She'll make it way better than it actually is. So, like, because <laughs> I did not think that at all. <laughs> so, so, I was like thinking. So, okay, we we don't know everything about him up front. So we're kind of just getting like a blase character build up. Um, one of the things that stands out to me is he when he gets to LA to help pick up the boots or whatever for their case at his uh, local department um he stays at a hotel that looks kind of like a brothel type setup right it's extremely seedy yeah there's a bunch of street workers just posted outside of the building um you know the hotel manager is kind of kind of a jerk um it's kind of uh you know i mean that's not the place you would pick to stay for sure no, you're not going to LA and picking that fucking hotel. To stay there. No, no. So I was like, why would you stay there? Was one of my first questions. Um, and then the way that he's haunted by the victims, it's almost in a sexual manner to me, which was kind of strange. Um, yeah, I, that was weird. Yeah, I kind of got that you would be haunted somewhat by prior victims, right? Especially as involved as you get in the cases. And then a lot of times you're at the crime scene. Um, It's traumatizing, you know, that kind of thing. But it's, I felt at least that a lot of those sort of visions he was having was sexualized, um, which to me was another flag. Uh, And then he... (laughs) He kind of makes a shrine in his like weird hotel room. Um, and then he kind of says it's not over and then starts to cry. So I was like, okay, this shit's kind of weird. Um, obviously, to say, I mean, like, seriously, like, it's just kind of strange. Um, and then he brings in that one guy uh stan peters and um uh they never actually show that stan sees denzel on the other side of the glass but oh the that creepy guy that had exposed himself or whatever yeah yeah he was kind of like a voyeur yeah that guy the peeper um but you get the feeling that he knows denzel's on the other side and that something has happened and then he ends up committing suicide so um that was like another nugget in there. And then of course we discussed him actually killing one of the victims and then they cover it up. Um, you know, and then, and then of course they're investigating Albert Sparma, who's, uh, played by Leto. Um, he looked, he did great at that. I just was, he did. He was really good. He's kind of got like a little bit of a belly. He wears the same uniform every single day. 
He just um, looks like he smells. <laughs> he looks like, like he probably smells like armpit and um, like like uh, you know how uh, people who don't wash their hair very frequently start to get yeah. like that smell. That's greasy. what he's like. Yeah, just greasy and um, and he's just weird looking. But like, so they do drop some key i guess evidence or clues that make you think it could be albert like uh you know they realize that the victim in the apartment that gets brutally murdered the only fucking murder we see during the movie really um, <laughs> you sound upset about that part i mean i am a little the only one a little disappointed um you know they they discover that all of her food is rotten in the refrigerator but there's a carton of milk in there when yeah, and beer. When Denzel, when Denzel goes back to Albert's apartment, he finds milk and beer in his garbage. Um, they also know that the victim had eaten roast beef uh, right before she was killed. Albert Sparma is seen in going into a restaurant where they're serving roast beef. Um, one thing did, that didn't connect was the car, like both cars that he drove. Um, you know, the little snippets that we see as potential people or suspects, their cars don't match the car that Albert drives. Um, nothing like that. Uh, they make him look even more creepier because he likes going into the strip clubs or exotic dancer gentleman club type areas, which to me was like for whatever. Like all day. <laughs> yeah, for like okay, that was a little weird. But I was like, there's lots of fucking people who do that. I was like, yeah. And then, then also, though, like, you don't know, maybe he just did that because he knew they were watching him because he wasn't stupid. Yeah. yeah, no, he to me, he was extremely smart. Um, obviously, a crime junkie uh, like serial killers. Murderino. I, I know he was a murderino. <laughs> I, I could have definitely maybe been a suspect in this case. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, and then um, when the one victim that was like, you know, at that gas station, which by the way, ladies, okay, even dudes, <laughs> there's somebody watching you. You start to get the creeps, right? Don't ignore that, by the way. That's a sign. That's a right. Fact. Exactly. Um, and you think that you're pulling up into a place that's lit. Please, as you're driving up, make sure you actually physically see another human being in there. Don't fucking get out and make an assumption that the place is open. Right. Uh, yeah, I've been out on a lot. Don't of stop. Do not stop unless you're going to the police station. Fucking keep going. Or Walmart, which is usually open 24 <laughs> seven. Um, probably be unless you know. I mean, I just I, I seen her do that, and I was like, no, yeah, exactly. Me too. I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> Obviously, she's never listened to a crime podcast before or watched a movie. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's not a Dateline fan. She she's obviously- like, let's go stand behind that wall of chainsaws. <laughs> like in that commercial. I'd love that commercial. That's so um, funny. It's so hilarious. Uh, okay, so, I mean, he's she recognizes him or looks like she recognizes him in the police department when they bring him in Albert. But I also thought I was like, he's so weird. And I, this has happened to me before I've actually been out um, and come across somebody 
that bothered me so much, the hair on my arms and my neck and stuff stood up. And Mm. to me, that was a sign that that person wasn't good. I don't know why, you know, I had that feeling, but and I never spoke to them. I didn't know them. They were a complete stranger, but I got the creeps the minute that I seen them. And I was like, okay, that could be the reaction that she's having. She may actually just right be- because he was creepy. He's fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. So even if that wasn't the person chasing her, and again, they're very ambiguous. They don't come out and say like, yeah, it's him. No. Yeah. And um, the there's like thing, little breadcrumbs they leave around to make oh, it's really up to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that was creepy too is he gets a boner when they bring him in for questioning and they show him yeah. the pictures, which totally fucking grossed me out. Yeah, um, that was weird. Way weird. Uh, and then of course we find out that he confessed to a previous murder. So like, there's all these things that kind of like uh that aren't conclusive it's circumstantial there's no sort of forensics evidence that even suggests that he could be the killer um and then but deke thinks he is yeah deke thinks he is and then he ends up getting um detective baxter to be full-on 100 percent, or he at least thinks it's him too right but now that you say that it's that deke was the killer do you think he was like, well, this is the perfect guy to pin it on? Or do you think maybe he killed these people and he didn't know he killed them? Um, you mean Albert kill him on accident or? Um, Deke, Deke. Like, do you think he was aware if he was the killer? Do you think he, he was aware he was doing it? Uh, I'm turning it. I'm making it more cerebral. <laughs> I mean, because he all in with Jared Leto. He thought it was him, but maybe he was just trying to pin it on him. He may have been trying to pin it on him. Uh, one thing that I mean, we know right that there have been others. There's been a cop, the one in California, um, that ended up being a serial killer that they actually just caught uh, through DNA, right? Oh, the Golden State Killer. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of came into my head. Uh, there's the other serial rapist. I can't think of his name right now. Um, that was also, a, a sh- I think he was a sheriff, I want to say. It might have been like some sort of um, state patrol. But he would pull women over and then he would rape them. And they never came forward at first because they were law enforcement and um, they were scared. And then they didn't think anybody would believe them or do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, that's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they, they think like that? Uh, yeah, no shit. Because um, <laughs> usually anytime you whistleblow anything, it works out well, from my experience. <laughs> You don't have to explain <laughs> another country, um, go into hiding. Oh, God. Right. And, and of course, either. if it's a cop, you're going to be like, no one's going to believe me. Plus, they all protect each other. And that's what happens on the movie. So, yeah, <laughs> you would be that's right. Exactly. That's basically what the director was showing. Um, I, yeah, there's just a lot of like red herrings throughout the entire movie. Yeah, too. for sure kind of make you think it's Albert. And I, I was reading too where um, they were interviewing the director and 
he basically said that he wanted to leave the movie so it was open to interpretation. Right, I and, read that too. And yeah, he and purposely he, made it ambiguous and then he left enough clues that you could figure it out yourself or you could exactly. make an argument for either side. Make an argument for either side. And then I did see where, uh, I guess Jared Leto was actually asking him, well, I need to know who did it because he wanted to know how to accurately portray his character. Um, and he said, I can't tell you that. So Jared Leto actually just made the decision himself. And then um, he told Jared, well, don't tell me what you decided. Um, so I kind of read that in some article. I thought that yeah, was- Yeah, I just read that. That's funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting that. aspect to it. Uh, and so then, you know, he's obviously tracking the murders. Albert is, um, okay. So we get towards the end, the last 30 minutes of the movie. Why the fuck does detec Detective Baxter get in the car with a potential serial killer? Right? Why the fuck would that's, you do that? That's just like that girl getting out of the car. It's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, uh... And by himself. No backup. He says, your butt no. buddy is not invited. That's <laughs> <laughs> He says, well, that in that case, sir, don't mind if I do. And he gets in the car and they drive off. I was like, what the fuck, dude? You think he's a serial killer? Right. I was like, Why? And um, Denzel's getting coffee at this point. He's not even seeing what's going on. And batteries for his watch, I'd like to add. Why the fuck are you getting batteries <laughs> when you're on a stakeout? Because um, <laughs> he is sick of sitting there. <laughs> That's why. He was bored. I'd be eating donuts or something. <laughs> yeah, some kind of snack or something. Um, licorice, I don't know. But also, why was Denzel wearing those boots that he got out of evidence? Yeah, I actually wrote down in my notes, I was like, why the fuck are you wearing the boots that you yeah. don't have evidence in another case anymore? Uh, like, what the fuck? Um, somebody had so made that an was, that. That's strange. Yeah, well, they were like, well, sometimes, you know, um, detectives or <laughs> investigators are serial killers and they well, take. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, sometimes they will try to, I guess, emulate or put themselves in the killer's shoes, so to speak. <laughs> and he just took it like literal. A whole nother fucking level and put the well, shoes. I just thought it was so weird, but then after everything goes down, he like burned them with all the other stuff. Yeah, he did. Uh, again, he he comes off as as weird in his own way too. Well, maybe uh, he was like, "Oh, I, I cracked the case, so we don't need this shit anymore." But to me, see, all that seemed kind of shady. Yeah, no shit. And then he puts them on, and he's like, "Ah, oh, these don't fit me. I'm not going to keep them after all." Um, and then burns. And they them. were ugly. <laughs> they were like rodeo clown boots yeah they were very uh very ostentatious yes they were um sort of yeah. i didn't i wasn't a big fan and then also did you catch how many times he said the little things it's yeah, the little things it. it's the little things like a lot <laughs> yeah no shit i did pick up on that um and i was like okay is he that's why I was kind of like, I don't know. He could be the killer himself. I just wasn't sure. 
Um, I mean, that actually makes sense now that you say that, but I didn't think of it. Again, people, this is why you want to hear the movie from her, because where I'm just like, oh, no, that movie sucked. Then she'll be, she'll explain it, and then you're like, wow, okay, yeah. Like um, in ways you never thought. So the other thing that stood out to me is... Uh, Albert takes Detective Baxter out to this property in the in the desert somewhere. We're not really we don't understand exactly where it's at. We just know right. it's dark. It's, it's remote. Uh, remote. Yeah, there's nobody out there. Nothing. And he has a key to undo the padlock, right? That's on the gate. And he has Detective Baxter open it up for him. But at this point, though, Denzel doesn't know where they're at. How in the fuck does Denzel figure out where they're at out there? Yeah, that was kind of like, yeah, right. I mean, he drove around a little bit, but then he just luckily saw the gate wasn't locked. Yeah, like up there. But yeah, he found them. Like he had lost them and didn't know where they went, what direction or anything like that, and somehow comes across them. I just thought that was a little bit too convenient for me. Um, yeah, that was that was probably the the most ridiculous part, honestly. Like, yeah, what, unless he knew, unless he knew where they were going, and that's that was my thing. I was like, what if Denzel's actually the serial killer? Fucking Albert Sparma, Jared Leto, knows that he is and maybe has been following him the entire time, kind of like uh, observing him from afar type thing uh-huh. and um, knows that the bodies are actually out there, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just there was like some of this stuff that I was kind of playing out in my head. Again, I don't fucking know if this is if the director. Wanted to <laughs> I think you're, I, I like your theory. I did think that was ridiculous. Because yeah. how would you know? How would you yeah. know? That was my thing. I it's was like, dark out. You- it's not like he could see dust on the road because he was far enough away that that would have settled already. Yep. Yep. All of those things. I was like, this doesn't add up. This is too like coincidental. I just, I was like, no. Uh-uh. Um, so of course then Baxter kills Albert. Um, I didn't really shed any tears, but I did feel bad. Uh, a, because Albert <laughs> that was quite a hit. Really <laughs> 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 um, you know, he right before he dies, though, he actually does make the statement that he's never killed anybody in his life, and I actually believe him when he made that statement. Yeah, I, I, I did not think it was him. Yeah. But at that point, I the second time around, I was like, you know what? He's not the killer. They have the wrong person. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe it's just as simple as none of them are the killers. And now both detectives. And this have is just another them. like people are flawed. Yeah. And that was <laughs> going to try to save their own skin. Exactly. Um, and I was like, maybe that's what the director was going for. You know, the gray area. Um, we've all got our own fucking skeletons in the closet. Uh, we really shouldn't be judging others on their greasy hair, their, their <laughs> beer cut. They're making your hair stand up on your neck. That's fine. 
uh, they smell. Um, <laughs> they have a weird infatuation with serial killers. Nothing wrong with that. I want to put that out there. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe none of them are the killer. Um, and it's just that simple and clear cut. Uh, I know at the end, the FBI comes in and they give up, like present this criminal profile. Right, the profile. Yeah, which kind of makes you think that it could still be Albert. But, um, you know, I've read textbooks for some of my criminology studies, which has basically said, you know, criminal profiling is extremely subjective and it can Uh be very broad. So when you come up with that, uh, a lot of times the variables could fit a lot of people. So I was like, it's like horoscopes. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Every time I read it, I'm like, ah, that could be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember yeah. one time, this is off topic, but it's quick. Uh, no. It used to be they would have like your um, horoscope for your birthday would be separate from the the general horoscope. And one time I'm like reading mine. And then at the end, it says, you may have digestive problems. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> on there like it's not bad enough i'm old you got to tell me i've got issues great (laughs) um you're prairie dogging Um, you might want to go to the bathroom um are you getting a clinched feeling every five minutes? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I was just like, um, I'm not reading this anymore. <laughs> That's actually awesome. I wish shit like that. Um, okay, maybe. so then wrapping it up. Uh, then Denzel like tries to make Remy Malik not feel as guilty by portraying Albert is that was that his name Sparma yeah Albert Sparma. as the actual killer by sending that barrette he supposedly found in his shit which he did not yeah which he didn't it was never fucking in Albert's stuff um but just- you know what also is interesting about making Denzel the killer um how did he know exactly like he said red barrette but it was exactly yeah. the same it was so, the exact same fucking bread she's wearing. How would he know? Because there's That's more than one red barrette there, you know. Yeah. Uh, I even, I have, like, went back several times now to that scene where she's jogging and um, she turns around and we see the back of her hair and that uh-huh. bread. It's the same fucking bread. Like, there's, right. I mean, like you can walk into any store and look for a red bread and find, like, five different types but right he had, and he had the exact one so i mean that makes more sense that it was him this whole time yeah i mean that's kind of just a theory of mine i have no fucking clue if he is the actual killer it could be the other hypothetical that i threw out there that it's just nobody's the killer and we're just all fucking walking or it could be my choose your own adventure which i think is what it is it's whatever you want it to be really (laughs) there's enough evidence on either on both sides no shit uh and that's usually how creative people artists um you know anybody who does this sort of work 
really wants the viewer or the person that's watching what's happening um, to kind of come up with their own perspective on things. Right, to be involved. Yes. Um, and and I would much rather have it be like that than have it be what I like to call spoon fed to me. Yes. Like, I would much rather have it not be all tied up in a bow at the end, even though sometimes that makes me mad. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like true detective when you really <laughs> never find out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But yeah. those are really the better ones than making it so obvious. Yeah. And I think a lot of times in some of these crimes, right, we don't ever know the answer. Some of the evidence is extremely circumstantial, um, yeah. you know, and we're basing who we believe to be the perpetrator or the suspect or um, the offender, etc. Um, you know, and, and, and then 18 years later, the person's sitting in prison and guess what? Forensics tells us that they weren't the right individual and it's somebody else that like died five years ago or something like that right so, you know it's well, that that's kind of totally why i'm against the death penalty dude so yeah and that is uh for another episode <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call a teaser <laughs> <laughs> no shit uh yeah we could probably spend just an hour alone just talking about the death penalty oh for sure well we probably do you are you pro death penalty? Um, I would not say I'm pro death penalty uh, <laughs> death sentence because, as you mentioned, um, you know we found out that people sitting on death row uh, end up being innocent. Right, um, there's a lot of bias in our criminal justice system. Right, that we're seeing it right now. Um, you know, there's uh, and then there's not. Um, a standardized way sometimes when we're sentencing somebody to death versus somebody who committed a similar crime and maybe just gets life in prison. Right. Um, now, on the flip side of that, though, you know, if somebody hurt one of my kids or somebody that I loved very much, I don't know that I wouldn't want the fucking death penalty for that person. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. can't do that because it's never happened to me. I right. have to other people where um, you listen to their stories um, and it's so heartbreaking and you know they're like we wanted the death penalty and you're like I can't even fucking relate to how you feel I have no idea you know it's that kind mm -hmm. of thing yeah I, yeah I mean it's just I just like think like if one person is in prison wrongfully that's too many oh yeah and and so that shouldn't be an option Exactly. Maybe no, the only option is like if someone admits to doing it and says like, you know what, I don't want life. Just put me to death. Okay, I'm happy to oblige you. But <laughs> but just like us deciding, I just think there's too much um, like inequity in the justice system. Yeah, and that's basically uh, when I was finishing my degree. Um, you know, we looked at the death penalty um, and uh, the ethics behind it. And uh -huh. essentially what you're saying is like even one innocent person on death row basically gnaws out ever using right. it. Yeah, um, that's what that's what I think. 
Yeah, which without going too much into the detail of that whole uh, debate, um, that's basically how a lot of criminologists are moving towards because of the um, our imperfect criminal justice system and the way it's functioning now. There's just too many what ifs or um, you know unknowns essentially there. So, yeah. But uh, sorry, we got so deep. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. But it happens when you watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I, I don't know if, if you all have seen it. Um, please watch it. It's on. I'd HBO. say it's definitely worth watching. The performances are incredibly good. Everyone yes. does a really good job. Yes. And. Uh, and it does kind of have like almost a seven feel to it. It does. Yeah. And I think the I think the director's his perspective on the whole story itself, I think, is good and it's valid. It's something that we should um, really look inward, you know, as far as the gray area. Right. And the gray. I like that, that that's not always black and white and good because, I mean, Jared Leto, Leto, however you say it. His character's not a good guy. Like he's creepy oh, yeah. and no, and, and he's so like he might not be a serial killer, but he's he's fucking weird and yeah, like something's said, off. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's like taking them out to some remote area so they can dig holes into the ground, and they're never gonna find anybody. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. Kind of um, or like falsely saying that you committed a murder when you didn't. Uh, yeah. So I just and getting a hard on when you see uh, dead body pictures. That's a, that's a flag. <laughs> um, but but yeah. it's definitely worth watching. I'd say, especially yes. if you don't expect it to be some like action packed, you know, serial killer movie. Cause it's not. No, it's, it's a little bit very slow. much psychological. It is. It's a psychological uh, thriller, essentially. Um, but go out and watch it. Uh, again, you know, review us. We are out on um, Apple. I got we're that out one. on. We're on places. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're out of the shadows. We're going somewhere. Um, and then. Please email us if there's a movie that you want us to review. Um, maybe there's a crime you want us to talk about us. It's at uh, our emails, olddirtybenches at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We do have an Instagram and a Facebook. Um, please look us up. Always leave a review, like, and subscribe. LNS, baby. LNS. Um, <laughs> just, uh, you know, look at your ethics a little bit, try to do better. Right. Do the right thing, everybody. Do, Do right better. Thing. Isn't Do that what we were saying? <laughs> Do better. Like ask why. Yep. And ask once again, why. when the shredder comes out, you leave. <laughs> KMS. KMS. Shit. Grab your stuff and walk out of the building. Um, all right, everyone. That is it for our episode. Uh, please tune in for the next one, and we will talk to you all later. Bye. Yeah. Bye.